Welcome back to the Marvel Movie Minute, a daily podcast in which we explore the films of the Marvel Cinematic Universe one minute at a time. In this, our fifth season, we are looking at Joe Johnston's 2011 film, Captain America, the first Avenger. I'm Andy Nelson from the Next Real Film Podcast. And I'm Pete Wright, and it's the Indiana Bond Forest Chase. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Today, we are talking about Minute 93, which begins with a serious Steve on his bike and ends with a serious tank explosion. Back on the show, it's Jay Shepard. Hello again, Jay. Hello. Glad to be back here with this uh, serious minute. Very serious, serious, very serious. Uh, In the forests of, I guess, the 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 at the uh, the foot of the Alps. Here we are in February. (laughs) Very (laughs) clear, lush green forest as uh, Steve races around on his motorcycle trying to get uh, to the front door. As he said, he's going to go knock on it. Uh, But Jay, where really are we at this point in the film? We would be in the uh, Bourne Woods. Uh, This is where a lot of the action in the Allied camp, uh, the Italian woods, um, the Alps, um, all the background shots were were filmed in and around this area in um, outside London, I guess it would. It's it's Fawnham, UK. And. um, People might recognize these trees. You've, you've, you will see the, well, yes, you will see these again. This would be the first time you've seen these trees. Um, they will also show up in Thor the Dark World as Vanaheim. Uh, the uh, opening moments of the film where Thor destroys the rock monster. Yep. And it is also the opening woods from uh, Sokovia, from Age of Ultron. Gotcha. That's the one that really gets me. That's the one that's in really familiar. Yeah, it, he's, and he's even he, though that's the, how he knows the bike, the route so well. Th- that is that is why. <laughs> yes, it's uh, Sokovia annexed this part of the Alps um, yes. at some point in in their past, right? Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, a different tonal look uh, due to you know Sokovia has uh, got all the snow. It's a little bluer. This this looks um, this does not look like February. Uh, I, I do have to say, it does not. Damn that wiki always <laughs> breaking things. This this isn't the same forest, is it, that uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy 2, where they, like, you know, hit those guys with the gravity um, bomb? Uh, that was the forest yeah. of Barrett. Um, and no, that okay. was, uh, uh, th- that forest was created exclusively on a soundstage, actually, in Atlanta. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. Hmm. The forests of Atlanta, Andy. Do you hear <laughs> yes. Forest, exactly. Exactly. All right. Well, let's talk about motorcycle chases. We've got Steve. He's racing along this little dirt road that leads to uh, the Hydra base. And suddenly we have six Hydra troopers on Hydra cycles appear behind him. As a reminder, we've talked about them before, but the Hydra, the Hydra bikes are Lindworm 5 motorbikes. And they've obviously been modified uh, for the film uh, to look as cool as they do. This is what they're racing around on. And um, I, I'm curious because. Does Steve know that these the, these uh, these troopers appear behind him, or is it just when he gets hit in the shield that signals to him? I think it's when he gets hit in the shield. That's my take. He doesn't have a rearview mirror on that bike. I don't think yeah. so. And I imagine that, but it's everything's very loud for him right now. <laughs> There's a lot of loud. But he's got like super hearing. He's got super smelling. He's got all these super things, right? <laughs> that's right. He, I he, think he actually smelled them coming <laughs> behind him first. That's, that's what right. we should we should land. They on were that. using diesel. 
Uh, exactly mm-hmm. it. He does have mirrors, though, uh, so he could probably see them. Mm. Well, he does. But what's interesting is his first when he gets hit in the shield, he doesn't look back. He doesn't look in the mirror. He looks over his shoulder. Right. Exactly. Like right. that's that to me is unsafe motorcycling. Like use the mirror, especially with the trees racing yeah. by. Yeah. 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 It's uh, OK. Well, let's just talk about the the motorcycle chase and in the scope of motorcycle chases what do you think of this one well i don't i i don't know where you're going on in the scope of motorcycle chases (laughs) but i do have to say the when this is the most spielbergy of uh military or of, of of maniacal biker entrances right the fact that we're following steve he rides off sort of to the right and this this a flank of motorcycles sweep in from the left and don't interrupt the motion of the shot is just it feels so good and satisfying to me like this this entire scene does a great job of maintaining motion of the camera throughout the entire thing whether we're on the bike with steve or in front of the bike with steve or behind them trailing them it's just it's really really great i think it's exhilarating it's it's tightly edited, and that's interesting. I I didn't really I would not think Spielbergian uh, as my first thought. Uh, Lucasian uh, would be my <laughs> thought because, of course, to me this just screams um, a forest chase uh, in on Endor, Endor with, yeah. uh, with the uh, with Luke and Leia on the speeder bikes. Um, even the whine of the uh, bikes at one point, a little bit later in the scene, I think there's a little yeah. bit of a speeder bike whine sound effect uh, that uh, was thrown in there. And we get a Wilhelm scream in this particular minute, which yeah. we're going to have yeah. a lot of Wilhelm screams this week. <laughs> <laughs> there's one point where it's only a full minute of Wilhelm screams. Pretty much. Pretty Just much. detuned. <laughs> yeah. It, I mean, the Spielberg and Lucas connections, I think, are strong here. Yeah. I, 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 my brain went, of course, to the biker chase in Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. And uh, the moment where, you know, he, uh, Indiana is riding on the motorbike and Henry's in the little sidecar and they're racing along trying to escape the Nazis. And, you know, it's a very fun chase. And I guess my struggle with, you know, in the scope of motorcycle chases, and this is where I was going with that comment, Pete, is that I feel like this is so abbreviated. Like it's less than a minute long. We've got, it's such a quick little thing. Yeah. And it's like, what are, what are we doing? Why are we making it just to be this long to lead into this? It just feels like, in the scope of this sort of scene, I, I would like to have a little more action, a little more intrigue. And it turns into an opportunity for him to pull a couple um, James Bondian uh, you that know, tricks thing, with his motorcycle right? like, just to deal with them. And I'm like, oh, OK. Uh, and, and they're done. OK. And now he's yeah. at the camp. Yeah. Like they, this is this is snatching you know, defeat from the jaws of victory, right? Like this is a, a, a an incredible opportunity missed for a great chase to showcase like this mature hero, Steve, right? Like we've, because all we've seen of him being really heroic on the bike so far is in montage. Like we haven't gotten, I it, you know, unless this happened in the like months of show that I missed, uh, we haven't gotten a complete like, chase sequence on a bike with him and i think that would be so cool especially with all the gadgets he has so many gadgets and i just wanted more gadgets i wanted more gadgets flaming tailpipe andy Ah, flaming tailpipe i hate the gadgets (laughs) 
Batman that's where Batman gets COVID. all his ideas. Yeah, it's just, yeah, it's, it just feels like like they ran out of ideas yes. to actually have a cool motorcycle chase. And they're like, let's just, it's like James Bond in his car or like Batman, yes. like you just said. Like, it just doesn't feel, I don't know. I guess when I see that, it does, it suddenly, it feels like non-Captain America to me. And maybe he had more gadgets in the comics and I'm unaware of that. But when I see him doing like a wire gag, a fire wire gag, gag. Uh, you oh. know, the, the old, you know, pull the grenade pin as you drive by trick it's like all of this stuff i'm like uh, i've seen all of this before like it just it ends up feeling very um you know i don't know just i I mean i guess it's good that it's short because it just felt very uninventive well it certainly it was long enough to age you about 30 years (laughs) get off my lawn with that motorcycle steve (laughs) tell me i'm not an island jay please yeah, well, Captain America definitely does not have that many gadgets in the comics. But um, I, I will say, you know, to Pete's defense, I think if they had made this film a little bit later in the MCU timeline, they would have made a longer chase. I, I think this would have been a, a featured moment, a more of a featured moment, though, you know, we are trying to get to the Red Skull at some point here. So anything that extends that removes some of the immediacy that we got from the uh uh you know previous scene where he's like let's go knock on the door boom you know and and so if we were to have it take longer than the minute then maybe the gag of the front door at the end here wouldn't play quite as well yeah maybe i guess you know in my head you know and going back to spielberg in another tight film that's full of action like raiders of the lost ark when we when he has the the chase with the trucks it's like that that is much longer than a minute, and there's so much more complexity with everything that's going on there. Even the motorcycle chase in, in Last Crusade is a longer uh, chase sequence, and there's more complexity right. to it. And I just, I, you know, I mean, Johnston, I think, coming from that world, feels like the sort of person who could put together something that is more complex. And I understand that they're trying to get to this, this, uh, to this Red Skull, uh, the big, you know, final battle and everything. But I just, I, I just feel like they could have done something to give it a little more. Um, life and interest because as it stands it just feels like uh, you know one this is the base it takes all of a minute to get there so that they can knock on the door and it just it feels (laughs) like right down the street i know it's just like (laughs) really it wasn't that hard they were just down the street (laughs) that are defending the base (laughs) yeah that's it just these six bikes and then he's there and so i don't know i end up coming into this feeling a little disappointed um, especially because the the Hydra bikes look cool. Like the, I, I like I wanted them to do something cool. You know, if if Steve can do cool stuff, why can't they also have had cool stuff to? Well, well, know, they got the guns on the front. I mean, they had the blue. Yeah, you know, the, yeah. yeah, they've yeah. got the Tesseract guns. But you know, I don't know. I don't. <laughs> oh, that's know. old hat now. That's no uh, big deal. Yeah, yeah. No, we've outgrown that. <laughs> no, in, just in the, in the last sco- thirty years. <laughs> in the aged. scope of of. Suddenly, Captain America having a little wire shooter his, and his little like switch thing. Ugh, it's just like ridiculous. So he pushes the right. He flips the right switch and then pushes the left button and that triggers his little wire thing. And then we don't see what he pushes to do the flames. But then um, when he's blast, he's blowing up the tank at the very end of this minute. He again pushes the right switch and now it's launching missiles like uh, the whole thing. I'm is surprised. Ridiculous. I'm surprised you have a problem with that. Hmm. That's weird. <laughs> Sound like such you've really put on your curmudgeonly pants. Today. It's obviously a Boolean operation. If there are no wire shooters, then it fires the missile. I mean, 
Thank you. We have just figured it out. Do you hear that? Now it works. <laughs> uh, I, that's, I, this is the exact sort of thing that we needed in our early conversations in the film, trying to figure out how Kruger w- was pushing all of these different buttons on his little, <laughs> little remote that it might trigger his cigarette case bomb, but it also might get his submarine started. Who that's knows right. what it's going to do? <laughs> You know, I I guess I come down on like this. Like if I I I think there are things about this minute that are are silly only in so far as the the minute is uh, too limited for what I think it could have accomplished. Um, would it have been better with a longer, more robust, like actual action scene? Absolutely, I would have loved a good solid forest chase. I think it would have been amazing. Could it have worked without this at all and cut from the why can't we knock on the door to Captain actually knocking on a door? That would be funny. Like, that would be a great way to just accelerate the momentum of the thing and make good on the joke. As it is, we got fun gadgets and I get 60 seconds of just like childlike joy and whimsy out of fire coming out of the back of his bike. And we got him to make good on the bike in a way that they hadn't used before. And so I I thought it was fun. And I smiled. I, I smiled again and again as we were watching the minute just now. I smiled. Yeah, I, I think that when you are breaking down this minute into a 20 minute conversation, um, <laughs> y- you know, like nitpicking those little things can seem you know it it doesn't make sense like you're saying he flips the switch and hits this button multiple times but here's the question i always have to ask when i'm watching the film does any of the action or do any of the moments or do any of the scenes take me out of the film do do i all of a sudden go oh my gosh what the heck was that and just you know make me literally step out of the film in this case no like, this is a great transitional piece. It allows you a fun moment to see some stuff going on. There is There are elements to be able to revisit here, um, to watch, um, and it gets you from the Allied base to the Hydra base, and it sets up the next talkie scenes. You know, it's a minute of non-dialogue, um, and it just, it, it just flows, right? It just kind of takes you along for the ride, so to speak. Yeah. I guess my major complaint with it is that and and maybe you know and this is me not even really like having come to this film as somebody who had read captain america comics or anything it's just and i i mean i understand like the joy of having these cool gadgets with the motorcycle but it suddenly didn't feel like a captain america movie um and this was me when i first watched it it was like huh i didn't why, why is captain america doing those things with his motorcycle like it just it suddenly seemed um, like not character based, but hey, let's come up with a cool toy that we can also release with this movie, uh, with Captain America and his bike that you know, you know, shoots a wire out of the back or something. Yeah, like it suddenly just didn't feel like, wow, this is Captain America doing the best that he can as he's uh, riding a motorcycle, and maybe that's why I end up finding this more frustrating than uh, than either of you. And I certainly acknowledge I'm likely the one who's the only one on my island. Uh, complaining about this particular scene but i you know yeah. that's i guess that's kind of where i sit with it i mean he doesn't accessorize as much as you know some of the other superhero characters and and yeah that's completely understandable and i i, I totally get where you're coming from pete i mean it's it, it does have a more james bond feel to it 
with these other overt tones of Star Wars and Raiders of the Lost Ark and stuff like that, you know, and you're like, wow, you know, there's a lot of stuff to unpack in this scene. Um, but yeah, for me at the end of the day, it's just, it's, it's, it's just fun, right? It's like, all right, you know, he's, we're, we're, we're kicking butt and taking names and we're, we're moving on to the big bad guy. Yeah. You know, what you would, Andy, I think, you know, when we get to the Winter Soldier, you'll see that the actual motorcycle tie-in toy that was released <laughs> with that movie actually comes loaded with multiple shields that get shot out of the motorcycle. So I didn't see that bit in the movie. Maybe it was cut uh, in in editing, but uh, I think I'm, I'm sure that is a toy that you would you would have some quibbles with. I'm sure. Like, multiple sure shields, so much vibranium. One uh, other thing that I do really enjoy here before we move on to the toward the end of the minute, but uh, it's it's very funny. Every time we have an explosion with Steve in this film, um, he always does turn back to look at the explosion. And again, proving that Steve is not a cool guy, right? He's not you know, a cool guy. This is this is where Steve is. He did it earlier in the film with the montage. And here he is again as the as he pulls the grenade or the pin from the grenade passing those two uh, those troopers. As they blow up, he does turn back to look at the explosion. Yeah, greatest generation, my ass. <laughs> <laughs> the I, I want to call out the um, the wire trick. This is always the thing that got me. If I'm going to have a quibble, it's this. The wires go out to the trees. One, that must have taken some extraordinary training for Steve to be able to time that perfectly and know that those were... That, I would love to see that at, in uh, Colonel... Flop pocket. What did we call him? I already <laughs> Fiddle forgot. Pots. Fiddle, Fiddle pot. pot. Colonel Fiddle Pot's uh, training ground for super soldiers. But the first four motorcyclists, hydrocyclists, duck. It's the last two who are just not paying attention. The last two don't see everybody else duck and just duck to be safe. Like that should be the training thing. If if everybody's ducking, you should duck too. Well, you uh, would think the first two would be the ones that would get taken out and the others would be the ones that would duck, right? But then the scene would be over because everybody would get taken out and yeah. just looking at the way they fall, which is a nice stunt. I think that's a great stunt. And uh I, you know, anybody who can take a good fall. Uh, is wonderful. The the saddest point, which I know, um, you know, Jay, you might not know this, but I really, uh, over the long arc of doing this movie, minute by minute, I really celebrate the study of um, the mouths of the Hydra soldiers. Okay, and I, <laughs> and I believe it was in some minutes that I missed when they they really leaned in on giving the Hydra soldiers the full face uh, uh, mask, so we can't actually see. The entire face. So I, I come at this minute with some degree of lament that I can't actually see the Hydra mouth uh, under these masks. The Hydra cyclists, the, you'll be sad about the Hydra pilots. They also have yeah. the, full, the, the full gimp outfits. <laughs> the full Hydra gimp outfits. <laughs> I think much. that was released by Hasbro. Uh, <laughs> uh, your kid will love to dress like the Hydra gimp. This the Halloween. Hydra gimp. <laughs> And it keeps the bugs out of their mouths, you know. That's right. <laughs> going fast on a motorcycle. <laughs> uh, you know, the high, we we talked about the Wilhelm scream. Uh, we certainly get that when they're. Uh, it's it's the one who it's the second one who gets taken out by the fire uh, because the obstacle in front of him is on fire and he hits it and goes flipping off. There's our Wilhelm scream here. 
Well, and then, I mean, right after that, right, when he he pulls the pin on the grenades that are on the back of the Hydra bikes, and then we get possibly the greatest nod to motorcycling cap when he takes the shield out and wedges it in the handlebars on the front. And that's straight, you know, that that is, that's an image. That's a cap image, and we get it right here. And he doesn't make it look too dumb. It speaks to how is he connecting thing that the shields to anything to his back to I mean the arm we know it's got the two uh, handles uh, or whatever you call them the, the little straps for his arm to slip into but how is it connecting anywhere else and Pete you brought this this up in an earlier minute that likely part of the super soldier serum made him magnetized and so everything <laughs> is, is magnetic and so the shield just sticks to his back. And uh, but and, and likely there's just a big magnet on the front of his motorcycle. Adamantium and vibranium uh, in his arm. <laughs> right. A little bit of both. <laughs> right. right. That's right. Everything <laughs> sticks. At least it's not full Winter Soldier, which is just like he can hold it over his head and it snaps onto his back. Uh, it, it is I, this one actually, you know, as I frame by frame it, it kind of looks like it's he's wedging it in something you can't entirely see, but it looks like he's like kind of putzing it in the handlebars. yeah you know like the Between when you're the ready your and the 10 speed you've got your brake cables and stuff up yeah. there right you just didn't you take a frisbee and wedge it down in there when you of were of course yeah <laughs> kid? all the all the the bicycle playing cards in the yeah. wheels yep on your huffy on the huffy yeah I'm sure that in their thought process with the motorcycle, they were trying to come up with, okay, he's going to need to do this eventually. We'll have something. I mean, it looks, if you look at it at the kind of the very beginning of this minute and the end of uh, yesterday's minute, there is kind of, uh, you know, we get a little sense with the front of it that there is kind of this um, center, uh, like a center bar, like a little loop. And so it's entirely possible that he just kind of wedges his straps over that or something. But yeah seems like something that they came up with and so here's the thing with his his shield is made of vibranium which takes away the shock wave right so like that's why when thor's hammer hits it right he doesn't feel anything but that also stops the 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 force of the plasma bolts so that it doesn't do anything. I feel like this is going to get in a conversation about if you put Thor's hammer in an elevator, like would the elevator be able to go well, up or not? So you've yeah, you've opened we've... a can of worms that we've 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 been down this road with the <laughs> science of vibranium before. And okay, I'm not saying I regret that conversation, but it it does make you change the way you look at the shield. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah. There's a lot of issues with it, and I don't fully understand why it like why vibranium in the first place uh acts differently with you know the energy source coming from the tesseract in these weapons like you know how is that still not able like it still bounces off you know i i I don't know there are a lot of things that i don't really understand with it 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 shouldn't i mean it shouldn't he shouldn't even feel it but also he shouldn't be able to carry it pick it up touch it for all i know he shouldn't be able to even look at it he shouldn't have been able to paint it yeah there's so many things yeah Right. It's like Vanta Black, but but with metal or something. So in this minute, we learned that he uh, that when it's shot with blue goo tesseract pew pew bolts, it can scuff. It shouldn't be able to scuff. There should be. I don't no think the pew pew bolt scuffs it. You don't think that's what scuffed it? It was already scuffed. I mean, it's oh, it's, it was pre. It came scuffed in the when we first see it 
fully paint it. Like they they decided we're gonna we're gonna show you the montage like of him prop, finally prop getting scud. his shield, and it's already been hit with something that's <laughs> yeah. That was that first shot when he like walks into the church, I think, with the, the gun. Where it's already scuffed, isn't it? It's actually right, it's right before that because before that he is strapping it onto his back, and so you you, okay. you get that's yeah. the, that's the big reveal, and it already has all these marks on it. Yeah, so that's it's, funny. That's a whole thing. Yeah, did, even more questions now. But oh, okay, I know, I understand. It's ridiculous. It's Thank ridiculous. you. Did either of you? I, I got a little confused with the um, construction of the scene because we have six bikes behind him. We see you know two taken out with the wire. And then he does the fire, and we see one ride through it, catch fire, and then the other one kind of hit a thing. My assumption was the other two guys were still behind all of that. But then we cut to, you know, a side shot of Steve looking, and he sees two guys next to him. I, in my head, until I was watching this, I always thought there were two more uh, bikers that came up. Did that confuse either of you, or is it just me, um, you know, reading it incorrectly? That may have been the cutscene that Pete was talking about earlier. Oh, poss- possibly. Yeah. <laughs> possibly. I guess I always thought that they had they left right after the fire and they pulled off into the into a like a side road to try and get ahead of him. That I that obviously is what it is because they are the the the, yeah. the second they would be I guess the third and fourth uh motorcyclists and um but I, it just it was maybe it's just how it's structured because you never see that and so suddenly it seems like oh there's a couple more extra bikers yeah yeah oh well it is what it is and then we get a another hydro tank and then yeah and then we come to the end of this minute and we have the walls of the compound and we see a mini tank right planted in the middle of it uh and it of course blasts its cannon a number of times at steve completely missing him every single time doesn't even hit the shield it just is always a bad aim and this is where Steve hits that switch that was for the wire, but somehow now it uh, it shoots uh, two rockets out of the front of his bike and he blows the tank up. How's, how's you, this? You're, you're this not going to let the you're not going to let the switches go. Ah, is that what I'm? Because the switch was on the right side. He hits the switch on the right, and that gets, <laughs> launches the thing. And then on the you're actually I need I have a, I think I have a correction, and I delight in this. I think he actually. When he launches the missiles, it is, yeah, it's on the left. Andy, sir, it's a different switch. He pushes, he's, he pushes top right. On the left side of the handlebar. It, I believe it is the left side. It's right, right hand for the button for the wires, left hand for the button for the missiles. Oh, my God. Thank you. You have, you've opened a door for me that I had not gone through. The thing Both. is, there are I so know many just, switches. I know you're BSing right now, no, and I know seriously. this didn't fix the minute. For no, you, but. but seriously, I did not. I, my my, I had not checked to see if it was a different hand and different switches. I missed that, that there actually are switches on both handlebars. So <laughs> There are switches on every handlebar now. Yeah, his feet all, have, you have his to feet check have all switches. handlebars. If you yes. look real carefully, there there's a switch actually switches. on his mask right under his nose that he can push with his tongue. And there's also the ones that are um, their child safety switches so that you can't accidentally press them. In order to get in order to get the shield off his arm, you have to push in and turn a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, okay, I have no problem with the switches anymore. Hallelujah. Uh, but how does this play as far as like the tank? Do you do you like this little final battle that he has with the tank here? The um, the 
ominousness of the shot with the tank where again we're low tank you know kind of rolls over the camera you know to show its girth and might uh is you know scary right and of course steve doesn't flinch right that's the whole point of this is that he doesn't flinch when people are coming at him you know with with guns or with you know other implements of destruction and especially not with a tank you know it's just like all right he's just gonna barrel on through this it's uh I mean, who doesn't want to be Captain America in a situation like this, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. and I suppose this speaks a little bit to what you were saying the other day uh, about, you know, in the briefing room, how Steve really is you know, for, get from point A to point B as quickly as you can. And his yeah. whole thing at this point is just like, I'm going to take that tank out because I need to get right past it. And so he's not going to slow down. He's not going to dodge and weave. He basically is just going to go straight forward and hit the button to uh, blow it up. and. And, yeah. uh, and then the drive right through the through explosion. It. Yeah. Well, or right over it, as we'll find out tomorrow. Yeah, in, in this case. But what we don't know, because this is such a frustrating minute's end. <laughs> yeah, right. Explosion. It's yeah. a fantastic cliffhanger of a minute, because literally the tank blows up and we, we cut. And that's the end of minute 93. What we call a real quibby cut. <laughs> <laughs> oh, quibby. <laughs> Is that still a thing? No. No. Just a joke form now. Yeah, it's only a joke that lives on on our shows. We love making fun of Quibi. What a, what a mess that was. All right. Well, let's come back tomorrow. We can talk more about uh, the rest of the knocking on the door, and we'll actually get to see what that means. Uh, so for now, uh, Jay, remind everybody where they can tune into your shows. Well, you can listen to all my podcasts on RetroZap.com. I've also got a bunch of written material over there. Uh, but if, if you like MCU-related stuff, definitely come check out Superhero Suite, which is our uh, center podcast about superhero comics, movies, TV shows, and more. We do a bi-weekly show, uh, my co-host Josh and I, and we pick whatever is hot or topical or currently out in theaters or premiering on Disney Plus or... HBO Max that is superhero related or or basically what did DC do wrong this week <laughs> <laughs> the whole thing that's hilarious probably not enough gadgets right <laughs> probably just not enough gadgets uh, well again thank you Jay I certainly appreciate it and Pete uh, thank you as always I'm sorry you're so old now <laughs> until next time true believers <laughs> Marvel Movie Minute is a production of True Story FM, engineering by Andy Nelson. This season's music is Spread the News by Anthony Vega, and this season's show art is by Winston Yabo. Find the show at truestory.fm, and if your podcast app allows ratings and reviews, consider doing that for this show. Music